We're going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Really? Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. We are fresh off of a trip to Kansas City. We went out west for the Kansas City Cigar Festival, and we're here with all of the details as we perceive them. So much fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. I mean, if you're on Instagram and you want to check out the pictures and you're not following the Cigar Pulpit, which I don't know why you you would be, but you, you need to, go ahead and check out the hashtag Nick and Gator do KC. Um, it's, it's just chock full of our ignorance, but anyway, we met Winston Churchill. He was not amused. He was not amused no. with being called to call a cross gesture. No, frown, frown at never, never saw him not frowning. No, he was nope. stone faced scowling at us actually. So Friday, uh, September 6th, Jeff and I piled in the car and made our way West about four hours from St. Louis where we call home. And we got to Kansas City and proceeded to just get ignorant within 10 minutes of being in the hotel. Easily 10 minutes. Yeah. Maybe sooner. I'm trying to think. Was there any driving ignorance that we need to highlight? Other than the fact that made us late again. Well, that's true. But, I mean, there's nothing unusual about that. No, that's to be factored in. Yeah. But, no, we got to the hotel, and within 10 minutes of us being there, Jeff broke the toilet. Okay, now when Nick says that, it kind of implies that I sat on it and it was crushed under my, you know, weight. That's Girth. not the case. It was not. It's not the case. No, I'm not. I I'm flushed not the toilet, that. and then it wouldn't stop running, and it was a continuous swirl. And all I'm hearing from the hotel room, the the main part of the room, was this running toilet. This constant stream of swear words. <laughs> and for some reason, the shower kicked on for a little while. And then there was like... Well, I had some... to bidet. Ah, I knew it. I want to be fresh. That's disgusting. Just utterly disgusting. More disgusting not to bidet. Just saying. I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> this is a running conversation so, Nick and I have. It's true. So he comes out of the bathroom and proceeds to tell me I I broke the toilet. He's just mad that the last time I came over and we did the podcast at his house, I had to use the facilities and then I perched in a sink like a gargoyle. We weren't going to tell anybody about that because my wife is going to be furious at you when she finds this out. Oh. Anyway. Moving on. He comes out of the bathroom and proceeds to tell me that he broke the toilet. So now at this point, he's like, what do I do? And I tell him, you're going to call maintenance. And you're going to tell them that you broke the toilet. It it was a two-man job to fix it. Yeah. They literally called two guys. The first guy got there and needed assistance, so they had to call in a second. He had to call in backup. You you caused a two-alarm emergency on the toilet. They thanked me, though, because they said when that has happened in the past, it's usually put water out into the hallway because it runs so fast. Oh, really? So, yeah, they were actually grateful we called quickly and it well, hadn't backed up. yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> I don't want poo water going everywhere. I don't want to be in the room underneath the poo water no. going everywhere. So, But anyway, so, no, we stayed at the Intercontinental at the Plaza. Great hotel. In Kansas City. It was a fantastic hotel, and it was conveniently directly across the street from Diebel's Sportsman's Gallery, which is... By the is, way, I love Diebel's. Yo, it was great. Yep. And we... That was the the store that hosted the Kansas City Cigar Festival. 
So Friday night, the event was – so let me back up. We bought VIP tickets mostly because it just got us like twice as many cigars. But um, it the also – Kansas City Cigar Festival. It, it was great. And it so was. we ended up going to the event on Friday night. And what it was is it was a barbecue dinner – and they had like cigar reps and everything like at the at the shop, and it was just kind of a like little VIP meet and greet kind of thing at at you know on Friday night. So Jeff and I got there, and it was good. Barbecue um, was great. Barbecue was fantastic. The pulled pork and the coleslaw were just divine. See, and I I was a fan of the brisket and the potato salad. It, it was I will say it was hard to find a place to eat because it was crowded. It was very crowded, and so because of that, we ended up in the little lounge portion of the place to eat, and my only criticism whatsoever, my only criticism is that because we were in the lounge, it was rather smoky, and as you would expect the lounge would be, so I'm I'm not going to criticize the fact that you guys were in there smoking because it's what the point of the room is, but because they're in there smoking and there's so many of them, it was difficult to to find an appetite to eat. Now, granted, that didn't stop either we, one we of each us had from two plates, eating so. two plates. I mean, well, in all fairness, what happened was we all we tried everything on the first plate, and then it's went true. back for small the, portions, and then, then we, what we went wanted. back for the stuff that we really liked in the second. So, like my plate on the second go round was coleslaw and pulled pork. Now so. there were seats outside, but those were mainly taken up when we came in. And actually, I think those they were, were cooler sitting outside. Than it was on the inside just yeah, because of the amount of people. Exactly. But again, no criticism. It was a good turnout it to the event. It was a great turnout. So while we were there, we double-checked in the humidor to see if there was anything that wasn't included in our little VIP bag. That humidor, by the way, folks, if you go to Kansas City, you have got to check out the humidor it's at the cigar store. bigger than, like, my college apartment. I'll say that. It's, it's, it's it, a, yeah, I mean, huge. honestly, it it could be it could be a really nice like one bedroom, maybe even two bedroom apartment. It yeah. is huge. It's gigantic, and they had a really nice selection of cigars, um, some stuff that we don't necessarily see in St. Louis, which was great because I, I found that odd that there was such a such a difference in the stock from one side of Missouri to the other. I I don't know what to say about that other than the fact that you know maybe they just have customers that have requested different things over the uh, years apparently, and so yeah, it just kind of creates a different environment i found a but. lot of cigars a lot of sticks um that i'm not used to seeing here and again no criticism of st louis or kansas city but it was a diverse a much more diverse line of cigars than i'm used to here they also didn't have some of the cigars that i'm used to seeing here so it, i just found that very odd that you know within that small proximity of a distance, you know, just I-70 from one end of it to the other in Missouri, that you were looking at a complete, you know, I would say two-thirds of the humidor was different than you'd find in St. Louis. Yeah, I'd say so. Yep. I mean, and, you know, and they had some things that I'm familiar with. Maybe they didn't have the sizes, you know. That was one one thing I will say, you know. I mean, some of the size, they didn't have the full range of sizes for every type of cigar, but... You know, I guess that also comes down to buyer's preference and everything. You know, maybe the guy who's buying for the store just prefers Churchill's, for example, or but something again, like they're, that. They're but again, they're stocking for their clientele. Exactly. And like I said, I just it, it was noticeable the difference in the stock in, in their humidor compared to ours. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, when I I'd mentioned this before to Nick, I don't, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, but I recently went to the Scar Barn down in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, 
And I ran into the same thing there, that they had a, a different stock in Paducah, Kentucky, which is really, as the crow flies, not that far from St. Louis. It's about, what, three hours? Yeah, about that. And, you know, if, uh, you know, I guess basically what you're looking at is, you know, these different regions, these different stores, you know, they all they all have something different to offer. So, you know, if you're traveling somewhere, take advantage of the stores that are there because oh, you're yeah. going to find stock that you're not used to seeing at your home store. I just got a message earlier today from a guy who was talking about how he can't find the Henry Clay Warhawk to save his life at where he's at. And you and I are tripping over them oh, at various yeah. stores around here. So Can't swing a dead cat with that. Not at all. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about what we can do to maybe do some sort of a trade or something like that. I'm so going to get letters from the, you know, pet associations now. What? Oh, because you talked about swinging yeah. dead cats. Why, why no, no, no animals were harmed in the taping of, you know, the Bishop and Gator. That's true. Anyway, so that was Friday. That was Friday. Well, then we went back to the hotel and smoked on the balcony because that was the nice thing about our that was hotel. Nice. We had a balcony with two chairs and a table, and the bellhop told us as long as we shut the door and don't let the smoke inside, we're good to go. So that was nice. We we had that going for us. That was an added yeah. bonus I don't think either one of us knew was coming. Not in the least. We went back, and then we went to the casino where Jeff proceeded to lose his ass. I should have just driven by in the Uber and thrown my money at them. Yeah, that would have been a money. Nick, show. on the other hand, up a hundred. I I did. I made the money back that I had spent at the store earlier that night. So at this point in the trip, I was pretty much even for the for the yeah. Trip, I was so. I was down. But anyway, so then Saturday morning was the event, and when we got there, we were able to score a few minutes with Kurt Diebel. He's the owner of Diebel's Sportsman's Gallery. And he gave us a short little interview. You know, you're not going to hear me in any of these interviews in this episode because we pretty much just kind of had the little mic and we just gave it to the guy and, you know, whoever we're talking to and kind of asked him some questions and all that. But uh, he was very nice and gave us a few minutes to kind of talk about the event, the history of the event and all that sort of thing and how it's built up. This was the seventh annual Kansas City Cigar Fest. And if I can say, Nick, the event, and, and I think you'll concur with this, it was class top to bottom. It really was. I mean, there was about 400 people. Um, it was on the rooftop of the building, which I guess had like a parking garage built into it. And so, like, if you think it's uh, the rooftop, it's not a roof. It was like the, the upper level of the parking garage. So, you know, they had the tents, uh, outdoor tents. So everything was tented. So you weren't being assaulted by the sun. Three and, tents uh, full of people, not crowded, just an outstanding time. Lots of food, lots of booze, lots of cigars. Lots of great people we met, which we'll get into yeah, later. Yeah, say, we'll get into that in a minute. But first, before we get into the interview, we need to talk about the cigar that we are smoking we in do. this episode. We, we actually had intended on not smoking a cigar for this episode, uh, full disclosure. We were going to tape this episode driving back from Kansas City yesterday when our thoughts were fresh, everything was clear, you know, we, we hadn't forgotten anything. And we taped the first segment, and then we tried to listen to it. And we're going to call it the 24-minute loss tape because yeah. it sounded like garbage. So. Yeah. it. We would have gotten better reception if we were beaming it back from the moon. It's true. Yeah. One small step and all that. Tin cans with a string it, kind of it thing. might as well have been. I have no idea what the audio problem was with those mics we were I using. But they worked great at the uh, event. Thankfully. But so much in the car. Yeah. So... We are going to cut our cigar. Now, what we are cutting... Cutting brought to you by... 
whoever wants to sponsor it. So this week we are smoking the Crowned Heads La Carême Robusto 5x50 box press. And this cigar we got at a great deal from our new friend at Crown Heads, the Midwest sales rep, Dave Payne. Dave was, was a great guy. Dave was a very great guy, very out, out, outgoing. If you uh, look at the socials, he's actually sporting a cigar pulpit sticker on his travel case. Exactly. He, he, he's a big proponent of the show in the short period of time that we met him. And he he looked up some episodes and noticed that we hadn't had a crowned heads yet. And he pulled us aside and he's like, all right, guys, you guys got to smoke this thing. And yep, we're like, he did. Well, okay, so we got a hell of a deal. Hell and, of a deal. And here we are, and we're going to go ahead and smoke this thing, Dave. So uh, thanks Dave, for this turn- one's for this you, one's buddy. for you, turning it on and whatnot. So we're going to give this guy a cut. Now, in all fairness, as people learned in... A previous episode. I'm typically not much of a box press guy. I am. So, Dave, right off the bat, you got that going against you with me, but I'm willing to give this a shot. I mean, you know, I've had the the encore by Carrillo and a handful of others that you know have been really good. So try, try the colder on this thing. Okay. Okay. What are, you, what are you picking up? Well, kind of. A, I'm getting something. It's it almost spicy. Not no. Not that's spicy. what I'm spicy. I don't know. So let me give you guys the background on this cigar. It is a Nicaraguan filler surrounded by an uh, Ecuador Sumatra binder. And then the wrapper is U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf, and it is a very dark Maduro color. What is that flavor? I don't know. It's, you know what? It's really good. Like kind of a dark chocolatey kind of thing Maybe going that's on. it. Maybe. I can't put my finger on it. That's well, really it is good. It's the, almost sweet. It is the le creme. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know what? I think that's it. I think it's like a dark chocolate. It's oh. almost a sweet spice flavor. It's all in your head there, Jeff. That's amazing. No. Oh. Ooh, this smells great. So, all right. So, we're going to we give go. this thing a light. We're going to get this thing going. Smoke has a good smell. Do you need my torch over there? No, but it is a good thing they gave us some at the event because I butane. just ran out of butane. Yeah, they yeah, some butane came with our uh, care package. Backup lighter. Yeah, so before we get into the interview, as a VIP, we got a gift bag. So it's a it's a tote little little kind of athletic duffel bag kind of thing. Within the bag, we had a belt that, I mean, more it was power. Cute. It was cute. More power to him. I, it's not my style, but, you know, who knows? Maybe but it had the cigar logos, Qdoba and whatnot on it, so. <laughs> Qdoba? <laughs> I don't, I'm hungry. I don't think, oh, okay. So, let's, any, let's redo that. No, I think that's funny. I think I, we should redo no, that. No, I think we're going to leave that be. It had the, had the belt in the bag. It had some, uh, uh. <laughs> Qdoba. It had <laughs> some, made like, my day. Little like uh, post shave balm kind of stuff or whatever going on. Well, because the store is more of an in general men's store. Yes, with it, a ginormous ginormous humidor. Humidor. It, yeah. it is. It's got some some chashkis for offices. It's got clocks and whatnot. The guy is but, into socks too. Did you yeah, catch that? There were a lot of socks. A lot of socks. There. Guy likes um, socks. Shaving kits, old style shaving kits, and things like that. So it 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 is. It's more than just cigars. It's just an in general. 
men, cool. just a cool men store. store. Yeah. So we had the belt, the shaving stuff, and then uh, a can of uh, butane from Zycar, which was greatly appreciated. And then in the normal bag, there were 20 cigars. In the VIP bag, there were 40 cigars. And that's why I went ahead and spent the extra money and got the VIP because, well... I wanted 40 cigars. And so... And there, uh, f- therefore, I had to get 40 cigars. Oh, well, yeah, all right. But I'm not turning down 40 sticks. Mm-mm. And we're going to use those, uh, the ones that we haven't smoked already, as uh, episode cigars because now we have two of each. So this is it, perfect. It does. It works out really well. So, And there's some really good stuff in those Yeah, bags. there is. So anyway... Man, this is good. It is good. It, it, I'm getting the chocolate, man. You're getting past the box it, press? This is a good cigar. I mean, you know... It's it's a box press, but it is a good cigar. Flavor wise, the box it's a, press. I'm not the only one. I've had people message me and say well, that they're just they're, not a fan of the box press. They're wrong, you said. You know, and it's just, it's awkward to turn in your mouth and everything else. But hey, you know what? I'm okay. I'm an adult. I can move on. But man, that's a good flavor. Mm-hmm. It really is. No, it it really is, and it's kicking out of. It's like smoking a Dove chocolate bar. It's kicking. <laughs> it's not milk chocolate. <laughs> They make dark chocolate. Okay. Yeah. It's kicking out a lot of smoke, too. It's really Which good. Which Nick very, is a big fan of. Nick likes smooth. the smoke. Oh, yeah. I like for my cigar to be just... just Obnoxiously smoky? Oh, just yeah. kicking out tons of smoke. I love it. Like, that's why... I, I don't know if anybody smoked the Fat Bottom Betty, but that thing is just a smokehouse. I love it so much, but... Let's move on. We're going to go ahead and do the interview um, now with Kurt Diebel. And when we come back, we'll kind of give our thoughts about the event. So this is Kurt Diebel. I'm the president of Diebel Sportsman's Gallery. We hosted the Kansas City Cigar Festival today, which is our seventh annual. We've uh, grown every year. My customers come. They have a blast. We have uh, 20 different vendors. We've got VIP tickets. We've got general admission tickets as well as guest tickets, which include lunch, beer tickets. You get uh, all sorts of tastings from liquor tables, craft beer tables. So there's a lot going on at our festival. We have uh, tented. We're on the outside above our store. So the opportunity to shop and save on a lot of different tables. Just to run down a list of uh, a lot of the people that were here. Uh, Altadas, General Cigar, EPC, my father, Ventura Cigars, Ashton, La Flor Dominicana, Drew Estates, Crown Heads, Oliva. Who else? Rocky Patel, Perdomo is here. We have 19 different cigar vendors. So it's the cream of the crop. You know, the, the event business kind of took off in the festival sense, a multi-vendor f- festival sense, about 10 years or so ago. Um, I knew it was going to be quite an undertaking, so I was, I was reticent to start it on my own. And uh, there was a, a lady that worked with uh, Scott Bond at Zycar that came to him, and she had, on her own, had an idea of, of trying to create. She was an event person. She had her own idea to create a cigar event. So he took her to me, he brought her to me and introduced her to me. So I, then I had now somebody that would work the event on an event side and I could work it on the cigar side so it wasn't quite as uh, overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. And uh, So it just grew from that. And uh, it's just gotten, like I said, bigger and bigger and better and better. Yeah. We really want to thank Kurt Diebel for taking time out of his obviously very busy day running the festival to uh, just give us a few minutes to give us his thoughts and he was Little the. He is like the nicest guy I've ever he met. He really is, because for the fact, I mean, we caught him fairly late in the event. Oh, he should have told and us just 
by that yeah. point, he should have been just frayed, and he was smiling and profiling, having a great time. I mean, he was beaming. I mean, well, his event. I mean, I'm sure something behind the scenes, you know, just like a wedding. When you put an event like this together, there's something always something always that goes wrong. But he was beaming, and he should have been. This thing went off swimmingly. Mm-hmm. So he had a number of breweries, wineries, and distilleries there promoting their beers, wines, and liquor. And that was a really popular area. It that really was, was. That was the first thing you encountered when you walked in. So you checked in at the front tables. Um at the at the event, and then and the first entire the first giant entire tent, giant tent was nothing but booze and the raffle to uh, baskets. There were six or seven raffle baskets with just amazing prizes in them, and you got so many raffle tickets free with your ticket. Like Jeff and I got six. I think the regular purchase uh, or regular ticket purchasers got two, and then you could buy additional tickets for a dollar a piece. And all the money for that stuff went to Big Brothers Big Sisters. That was the charity this year. And, and when so, Nick pointed that out to me, I made reference to the movie Role Models that he's never and seen. And he found out I hadn't seen it, and so now he's on me about seeing that. So. It, I mean, it's just disappointing. I'm sorry. It's such a good movie. But anyway, anyway I'll leave that. We'll, we'll let him watch that, and then we'll discuss it on a future podcast. We then moved into the second tent, which was all of the cigar manufacturers. And... Um, Various other products, and so you had, you had all these different cigar manufacturers. You had Zycar, uh, Tommy Bahama was there yeah. with some clothing. There was a company there selling hats, um, very similar to ones that like Carlos Fuente wears. You know those kind of hats, and uh, so yeah, so you got to check out all these different cigar. And I mean, guys, you name a company, and I'm pretty sure they had they a were rep there. There, yeah. I mean. There are very few that I can think of off the top of my head that weren't represented. Actually, I can't think of one. I can't. I can't think of a big name company that wasn't there. Not a yeah, not a big name company. There's probably some little guys that that weren't represented, but for the most part, most companies were represented. This thing was done right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, folks, the deals, the deals were everywhere. People were buying cigars by the box load. These reps were giving out hats, and they were giving out, um, they were giving out ashtrays, and they were giving out everything you can imagine. One of the one of the tables, and it was actually, uh, uh, I think it was Bullet Bourbon, um, had a table set up, and they were actually playing cornhole. And as Nick knows, I love cornhole, so I took a few shots with the bag, if you know what I mean. And I did not win, but we actually sat with some folks that ended up winning a T-shirt from it. Um, they had all kinds of really neat things going on like that. And, you know, some of the tables had their own door prizes you signed up for. I mean, it was just nobody left this thing disappointed. Ah, there was stuff everywhere. So then you leave the cigar portion, you go up a little ramp to the upper portion of the parking garage, and that's where all the food was located. So there were three food vendors. Uh, you had Gus's Fried Chicken. Oh, a, my God, is that good. I would say, you went for the fried oh. chicken. There was, a Mexi- there was a Mexican restaurant, and then there was a, a place that was grilling up burgers. And I ended up doing the burger. And But I'll tell you, that food area was full the whole time. Yep. And people were eating, and nobody was unsatisfied. No, I mean, they it was, if best I could tell, they were still serving food with 15 minutes to go. They hadn't ran out. And like you said, everybody was satisfied. And I'm here to tell you, dude, you missed out on that chicken. Yeah. 
Oh, my God, was that chicken good. And I'm not the only one that told you that either. No, no, it's true. Other people mentioned the chicken. It, it, if you're in Kansas City and you get a chance to go to Gus's, go to Gus's Fried Chicken. So I'm saying. We met a handful of people. Obviously, we met, we met a guy named Mike. Mike was from... Uh, he either currently is living there or at least from, I kind of, it was kind of hard to determine. I think from Springfield. I think from Springfield, yeah. yeah. We think he's from Springfield, Illinois. I think he's currently living in Kansas City now. But, um, you know, we got talking to him because, you know, the Illinois tie, and he was familiar with a lot of the places that, that you know, we run around. And he was great. And And I'll tell you what he pointed out that I thought was very astute was he pointed out that, you're looking at an event with probably three or 400 people. And there was nobody with their phone out just no. texting and playing on their phone. Everybody, Other than me taking pictures well, yeah, for the podcast. You, say, but you were yeah. taking pictures and all that. But, like, for the most part, it was people sitting and talking face-to-face, interacting, having a social time, meeting people for the first time, meeting friends at the event that maybe they either see all the time, maybe they only see them once a year at this event, you know, that sort of thing. People were being actually social with one another. They were. Instead of just playing on their phones the whole time, and it was great. Which, you know, and, and Nick and I have talked about this in the past, but that's one of the things that I like about cigars and about cigar smoking and going to the lounges, because you meet such a diverse group of people, but... I really do contend that cigar smoking is the great equalizer. I I would think so. You know, we've met so many people at our home store over at the Hill in St. Louis, um, you know, from judges to police officers, um, guys that used to work at McDonnell Douglas, you know, and priests and and pastors and whatnot. I mean, you know, religious figure. I mean, there's all sorts of people coming in over there. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where... You just sit and you listen and you're learning stuff about people. It, it's something our society is is grossly missing now. So there was that observation. The other observation is that for the most part, you know, everybody seemed really chill and happy. I didn't encounter anybody that had a bad attitude that was like being snobby or pushy or anything. I mean, everybody was in a great mood. Exactly. And even when people realized that I was digging through the trash like a hobo, mm. taking yeah, every cigar band let's I could get. Let's talk about that for a minute. So Jeff, I'm not proud, folks. Jeff was going literally table to table, ashtray to ashtray, picking through <laughs> used cigars to, to get the bands because Jeff does artwork with the bands. I do. Or at least he did artwork one time and then has threatened to do it multiple other times. Um, Did you ever post a picture of that? Yeah, there's like the third picture I put up on the Instagram. So if you dig back all the way to the very beginning of the Cigar Pulpit's Instagram, you'll see a picture of the It was the, Nick's the Christmas thing. gift. And so he does these these little murals, if you will, with the bands. And so what he was doing was he was digging through all the ashtrays it was and bands the garbage. I don't have because it's a different set of bands from a different set of companies. It's true. Yep. It, and, it, and it was good. I mean, you got a bunch of I bands. A, I got a buttload of bands. You got a ton of bands, and that was really but good. once people realized I was looking for them, there were guys sitting at the tables that were collecting them for me and saving them. That's great. Yeah. See? I really, I really did that, dig through the trash like a hobo, folks. There we're going. We're going back to that little cigar community. These guys knew you were doing something, and they helped you out with it. They did. And the staff, the staff, as they the were going around emptying out the, the ashtrays, the staff started collecting them for yep. you and everything, too. So... And when you guys see, if if I ever get the art project done, and I'm not going to say what it is right now, 
because I don't want somebody to steal the idea. But once I get the art project done, we will uh, get it out there for you to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this if I don't jank it up. I think it'll work out really well, but just get on it, Jeff. It'll take me a year. You know me. I know you. So Anyway, I think we should go into some interviews. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So we interviewed a number of cigar reps and company reps uh, relatively close to the end of the event. We didn't want to bother them while it was busy and while they were working. Because, I mean, these guys, you know, they were working. They were selling cigars. So we didn't want to bother them at that point. So we went around right about 3 o'clock when everything was winding down. So unfortunately, because we went around at like 3 o'clock, we did miss a number of reps. And so... A it, few. There, was, there were some people that hung around specifically to wait for us to come over. There were, yep. and there were also a handful of reps that just due to company you know, rules could not speak with the quote-unquote media. I don't know if we want to call ourselves media in that regard, but... We're media, baby. Well, all right. So anyway, they could not speak to the media with uh, without prior authorization. So these, you know, company reps, I, at least one of them I know really wanted to speak with us, um, but... I we totally understand why oh, you completely. couldn't, and you know, no disrespect, and we're not going to hold it against your brand or anything like that. So, although with, why wouldn't someone avail themselves of the free publicity here? Well, and I get it. I, I, get, I get there are I get restrictions. There, there are restrictions, and you know, when you start getting into like very large companies, you know, they have to control their messaging, I and they want to make sure that their rep now. The one thing I will agree with you on, if you're going to hire somebody to go out and be your sales rep promoting your brand, wouldn't you entrust them to be able to speak about your brand to anybody that they wanted to speak to about the brand? That's and, a valid and do, point. And do so intelligently. And that, in my opinion, would include the media. But you know what? But I get it. But I get it. So Now, before before we do the interview... I do want to say one thing real quick. Yeah. This cigar is phenomenal. It is. It's really good. And how do you pronounce it again? This <laughs> you jerk. We had to look it up beforehand because Just to make sure. Just to make sure. It's the uh Crownheads La Carême. La Carême. This Crownhead cigar is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, so. it is smooth. And thanks to Dave for the recommendation. Absolutely. He he told us which one to get. He gave us a great deal on it. Can't say enough good stuff. Mm-mm. Cannot say enough good stuff. But yeah, this is a great cigar. As And honestly, it seemed like every cigar that we either got in our pack or purchased from this thing that I've had so far, phenomenal. It was great. We're going to go ahead, move into the interviews. So we're going to start off with a couple of them. We'll come back, and then we'll do a few more, because I don't want to just load you guys up with essentially commercial after commercial. So... Although, although these are not paid endorsements. These are not paid endorsements, and you know, we asked these guys, give us some thoughts about the event and everything. So they're not just talking about their cigars. They're talking about the event and everything. We'll have else. two, three, four of them, and then we'll come back and talk for a little bit, and then uh, do a few more. Yeah. So here are some of the vendors from the Kansas City Cigar Festival. Hey, this is Rusty McCauley with General Cigar. We, uh, we got Macanudo, Partagas, Punch, Cohiba, La Gloria Cubana, Diesel, CAO, if I didn't say that one. Uh, Kansas City Cigar Festival was an absolute blast again this year, as always. Uh, great turnout, great cigar enthusiasts. Uh, always love to see a lot of people get together just to enjoy a good cigar. So uh, come see us next year. 
Hey, thanks for having me. I'm Jason Poehler, the My Father Cigar Rep for uh, the uh, Kansas City area. Here at the Kansas City Cigar Festival 2019. What a great time we had here. A lot of success, a lot of uh, fans of My Father Cigars here, and I, I can understand why. The cigars are fantastic. The company is a not an old one, a kind of relatively new one, but has done remarkable things in a short span of time. They are 100% uh, vertically integrated. They put 100% of their fillers and binders are coming from their farms and 50% of the wrapper leaf. They're also the only company in the industry that does double binders on every one of their cigars, the Cuban style. That's what Donald Pink came here doing, and he's still doing it to this day. Uh, wonderful price points on our cigars. Uh, several number ones in the last few years in Cigar Aficionado, Cigar Journal, Cigar Snob. Currently number two in Cigar Aficionado right now. I think because they gave us too many number ones already. But it's been a fantastic day. Uh, met a lot of fans. Made a few new friends. What a wonderful day. We were blessed with the uh, best weather, I think, we could have. So if you haven't tried My Father's Cigars, I strongly suggest you come on down to Kurt Diebel's store in the plaza or the second store that's on the south side of town. Pick, up yourself, pick yourself up some My Father's Cigars. Try them out for yourself. And then next time you see me, let me know what you think. By the way, let me say thank you very, very much to the Cigar Pulpit. I hear you guys have a great show. I am going to have to check it out. But I did I did recently hear about the review you guys did at La Promesa. Thank you very much. I hear you guys really like the cigar. I'm very pleased with that. I'm looking forward to sharing that with the family. Uh, if you haven't tried La Promesa, please do. It's a medium plus to medium full cigar. I, would you, I think you guys would agree with that. Nice smoother body, a wonderful flavor profile, and it's kind of unique in the uh, lineup of the My Father's Cigars. But I really appreciate you guys' support. Thank you very much, and check them out. All right, y'all, this is uh, Ryan Rayford, otherwise known as All the Smoke from Drew Estate Cigars, representing the North Texas uh, region. Came out here to the Eagles, man. It's a great event, Three, 400 people. Uh, we had a lot of specials going on today, um, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Acid. The Acid 20 sold very well. A lot of people enjoying it, you know. Uh, we had some TAA exclusives, Hoya de Nicaragua. We had the Big Bang Acid out here. So, of course, for the league heads, we had plenty to choose from. So, I enjoyed myself, man. KC has some good barbecue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's beating Texas barbecue, but it's pretty good. You know, shout out to uh, Cigar Pulpit for having us up here too. Well, that was the first round of interviews, and before we get into the second, we'll talk a little bit more about the event. So we met a couple of other interesting people at the event. We met a guy named Jay and his wife, who they are YouTubers, and he does episodes or shows about. Um, transporting cars, which I guess is the industry he used to work in before he got into the into the YouTubing game. And he was giving us a lot of uh, helpful advice and kind of thoughts about, you know, where we could theoretically take the, the cigar pulpit if we wanted to and everything. And there, There's actually a picture of him. There is. Up he, on our uh, socials. He and his wife are pictured in the little collage of pictures that I put up on the uh, – Instagram. She was having her first cigar. She was having her first cigar, and she enjoyed it too. They're normally wine people, yep. And but but he had had some cigars, and so they came out to this, and it was they were having a great time. And then then there was Bill. We met she, Bill. She bought that for him as a birthday present. Oh, is that how, yep. how they got there? I thought that was very very nice that of her. Is nice of her. So um, then there was Bill. Bill was also um, a guest at the event. He's also pictured in that same little collage. You'll see him talking to uh, Jeff about the cigar pick that he had on the table. That thing might as well have been bait for us to draw us in. Mm -hmm. 
because it worked. Well, he said it drew a lot of people in. Yeah. It was a 50 caliber shell that a friend of a friend of his had retrofitted to in to add a cigar pick onto so that he could stick the butt of his cigar onto it and get a little bit more life out of the butt of the cigar. And, and we've seen those before at have. the Hill and, and various places. And he had actually pointed at this out, and I hadn't considered it before. He said, when you normally see a cigar pick, it always looks like a lady's hat pin. And he said it's usually decorated like that and whatever. He said also... You can't stand it up on the table. you got to constantly hold the thing. And he said, what I love about this is the weight of the shell will act, it'll, it'll, it's heavy enough, and it's balanced enough that he can just prop it up on the table and just let it sit for a minute while, while he's not smoking on it. And, and he said, and let's be real, what's more, you know, manly than having a 50 cow shell sitting there? Nothing. And he said that he's gotten lots of comments about it, but... Uh, Maybe the guy, a twenty millimeter shell, but his friend. Then well, yeah. you're just getting absurd. Exactly, it's just getting nuts. But his uh, <laughs> obnoxious, as it were, friend of a friend apparently only made like five of them, and we, he needs to go into business. He needs to stop whatever he's doing right now and, and make start making those. those. Um, he said that uh, it was one of those things that he'd like to make more, but it's just a, I guess a time thing or whatever. But I can't imagine one guy that either hunts or has had military experience that smokes cigars. And let's be honest, that's a lot of the guys smoking cigars that would not want one of those things. I can't imagine even if a guy doesn't hunt and doesn't have military experience, he wouldn't want one of those things. Because I'm not a hunter, and I don't have military experience, and I want one in the worst possible way. It was very cool. It was really neat. So, so yeah, it was really great talking to Bill about his uh, cigar pick with, with the stand there. And, so. you know, and that's what it was like. To just walk around and talk to all these guys. We met so many interesting people at this thing. As you will, it, it, it was it was almost like speed dating for a cigar lounge. Kind of. Essentially, because yeah. it was like going to 100 cigar lounges in one day. And I'd say a lot of these guys were locals. I'd say a lot of them primarily were probably customers of the store and were locals. But, you know, there were the occasional. We weren't the only folks we that drove in for this. No, there were other people that came in. So, you know, that was great. And as we were going around to the various tables, we actually got an invite to another cigar fest. We did. We did. We were talking with Corey. And I love Corey. Corey's a great guy. He's actually a broker uh, for a number of different brands, um, including, you know, Oscar and Casada and a number of other cigars. But he, he, he has... We've gotten a, to know him in St. Louis, and you know he was, he was a familiar face that we saw at this event and could not have been happier to see him there. Yeah, and so he invited us to the Weston Tobacco Fest, which is being held at his family store, Weston Tobacco. Uh, in September 28th? September 28th yep. in Kansas, uh, Weston, if, Missouri. If you're so close, it's about half an hour north of Kansas City. They're, they're, they're running out of tickets, so yeah, if you're he, close, get a ticket he, for this thing because it looks to be great. Tickets are selling fast, and he invited us up, told us that if we wanted to come on up, we, he'd hook us up with a table, and we could even record an episode of the podcast up there and, and do our whole bit and, and promote the show. And, uh, Corey, go ahead and take this as the official word that we are going to be there. We're trying to figure out the logistics of it because we do have some commitments here locally that we got to kind of figure out how we're going to make this work. Um, it may be one of those things where we come up maybe around like one or two in the afternoon on 
Because this event does go from like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. So, I mean, it's an all-day affair. But it might be one of those things where we come up somewhere around 1 or 2 in the afternoon and be there, be there, out be there through the end, through the end. And, and then maybe we'll crash in, in the area that night and head back Sunday. But, you know, if we can make it up, you know, Friday night, crash there and, and be there for the whole event, we'll certainly try. Uh, it's just a matter of, of some prior commitments and everything. But yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be there for some of it. It's just a matter of if we're going to be there for all of it or not. But so what that means, folks get a ticket to the event, you get to come out and... Hang with Nick and Gator. That that may run some people off, actually, it now might, that I think about it. It might be. Yeah, we, <sighs> we may not be there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> come anyway. Come anyway. Tell you what, folks, you come on out, I'll put a sign up. Five bucks a shot, you can kick Gator in the nuts. Do I get to keep the five bucks? I mean, it's split evenly because I'm your promoter in that case. It's a team effort here, Jeff. I'm not doing less than uh, 70-30. It's a, it's a team effort here, buddy. I get 70% or I'm not taking the kicks. Tell you what, 70% if we exceed $2,000 worth of gross receipts. That's a lot of kicking. That <laughs> <laughs> just sounds horrific. Otherwise, it's 50-50. Yeah, maybe just come see us. Forget the five bucks. <laughs> We'll have sti- I, li- I still no, like you know my what? nuts. We'll have stickers. I mean, I'm 50, you know, but I still like them. We'll have stickers, swag stickers, and uh, you know, we'll we'll just kind of hang out and maybe if uh, we'll we'll get we'll get a third mic going here and we can get some folks on the episode with us. And just well, Oscar's going to be there again. I would say Oscar will be there. Um, there were a couple others I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, but I mean, we're gonna. There's some actual guests that are gonna be at this thing, so you know, Oscar's a great guy. We'll, We've got we'll, to meet him before. We'll get some some interviews going. So, so. before we uh, go back to uh, some of the tables here, this cigar, I'm really impressed by it. I am too. Not not a cigar I would have picked up. Again, it's got a dark wrapper. I mean, it's almost a chocolate but it's wrapper. Not oppressive. No, it's not at all. Yeah. And you know, again, I'm a box press guy, and I like that with the, my father's. I'm and not. This, I, and tell so, me if I pronounce this wrong. La Carim. I, I believe that's correct. Okay. And who's the manufacturer again? Crown Heads. Jeff can't remember because it's not on the band. It, it isn't. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> but crown, this Crown Head cigar is phenomenal. And again, you know, thanks to Dave for, uh, you know, giving us a great deal I'll on say, it. Hey, turn us on to it. So moving right along. Moving right along. We're going to go ahead. We'll play a few more interviews from the Kansas City Cigar Festival. Okay, hey everybody, my name's Dave Bullock. I'm with Rocky Patel. I'm the Vice President of Sales. Enjoying a beautiful day in Kansas City uh, at the uh, Kansas City Cigar Fest. This is my second festival that I've had the opportunity to come up to. It's been great. Over 500 people, lots of fun. Cigars, beers, food, uh, mixed drinks, whatever you want. Cigar enthusiasts all over the place. Uh, we introduced our new LB1 today from Honduras. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar. It's got a Habano wrapper. Each box is signed by the cigar maker down in our factory in uh, Dan Lee, Honduras. Um, it went over quite well. We sold out of almost all our product here. The deals are outrageous. Just a great time for a cigar lover to enjoy, get a great deal, and take the cigars home with them. So. Hopefully, I'll see everybody here next year. And we at Rocky Patel appreciate everybody for coming and their support. Thank you very much. 
Hey, it's Mike with Quality Importers here representing Zycar today with Cutters and Lighters. We also have Palio, uh, Humidor Supreme. We've got Stinky Ashtrays, just everything you could need for cutter and lighters uh, or anything you need for cigar accessories. We've got you covered. Had a great day today at Kansas City Cigar Festival with Diebels. Big thanks to them for having us. And if you haven't made it out to one of these, you definitely need to come see us next year. Hello, this is Michael Henderson from EP Carrillo Cigar Company. Just enjoying and wrapping up my first Kansas City experience. And let me tell you, um, the festival was outstanding, well attended. Uh, what struck me was the, the, the level of, uh, of knowledge. You know, you got a lot of repeat customers, which is unusual. People that come up and tell you stories about meeting uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, our founder, a couple years ago. They know the history of the brands and got great stories to share and just avid fans. And uh, the day was outstanding, well attended, never slowed down. Uh, it was a good opportunity to also introduce fans to our number one cigar, the Encore Majestic. Uh, we had a lot of people that experienced our uh, number two cigar of the year, the La Historia, and it was just an outstanding day overall. I'm looking forward to, to next year. The day flew by, and uh, I'm a Kansas City fan, and I'm from Philadelphia. Lance Lewis with LFD Cigars. Um, yeah, so we're here at KC Cigar Fest with Diebels here in KC, Missouri. Um, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate everybody who came out to this weekend. Um, a couple of cigars that we featured were our TA Maduro. Mexican San Andres Maduro uh, with the new Criollo 99 binder. Smoking a little bit of spice, some earth tones to it, a little bit of sweetness. Uh, medium plus the full body. We're really proud of this cigar. It's in about 60 to 70 retailers this year. So uh, it's going really great. And then another cigar that's going really well for us is the Andalusian Bull. Number, uh, number one cigar 2016. We're very proud of it. And also it's uh, just a great smoke. Medium plus the full. Uh, you can enjoy some nice sweet notes out of it as well as cedar and cream. Um, so, yeah, we're very proud of those, and we're just very proud of what's happening here in Kansas City. Diebels is a very proud partner of ours, and they've treated us very well over the last 15, 20 years. And, yeah, this is one of those events where you come out, you have a great time, you meet great people, you drink good, you smoke good, and it's just, you know, one of those parties where you can't miss it. So if you didn't get here this year for 2019, 2020 come by the lfd booth and we'll take care of you and yeah we're gonna have some new things for you too so it's gonna be a great year thank you guys well folks that's the kansas city cigar fest so then after the festival's over like i said we went around we got a bunch of interviews with folks kind of caught them for a brief moment while they were packing up we did miss a couple of guys that we had talked to and agree they had agreed to do interviews but i think for the most part um I'm trying to think off the top of my head, guys that actually agreed to do it. The only one that's coming to mind that I think we missed is Perdomo Joe. Yeah. <laughs> is is uh, the, the sales rep that I met there that uh, was really nice and a great, great spokesman for his brand. I took um, a picture of myself smoking, or actually my cigar, in front of the Perdomo booth. I think yeah. it's up on the socials. Yeah, but um, for the most part, we caught most of the people that said that agreed that they would do the interview. Um from there, Jeff and I hobbled our way back to the hotel room. Well, and I, I'm going to say this before we get back to that. Okay, okay. Kurt, I can't say enough good things about Kurt at D-Bolts. Yeah, because, well, again, he did his interview with us. It was at the end of the event. I think we caught him probably last, if not second to last. Yep. Um, in the sequence of people we If you look at the pictures on our social media, we're actually getting photobombed. Yeah, we're getting photobombed <laughs> by, uh, by a couple of guys. 
And we did not know that until we got back and started loading the pictures. And I lost my crap when I saw it. It was phenomenal. And guys, we, we love to get the interview. Yeah. And the, the, the picture photo bomb just made my day. Yeah. It really did. I'm, I'm a photographer by trade. So I actually, I thought that was great. So and I took the picture and did not see them didn't doing even it. Notice and I'm glad it. I didn't. It was I, a great surprise. Yeah, we were sitting in the hotel room and he pointed out, he's like, oh, we're getting photobombed. So shout out to Ryan Rayford of Drew Estate Cigars and Lance Lewis of LaFleur Dominicana for adding a nice bit of humor to our picture there with Kurt Diebel. And the beauty of that was, that was how the whole day's event went. Yeah, it, it was, was just light, a fun, it was fun environment. It was a great time. Just a great time all I, the way around. I, I want to go back to this event again, and it's a year away. Oh, I mean, I yeah, enjoyed it that it's much. Happening. It's, it's happening. I think, I think it's safe to say we can add the Kansas City Cigar Festival to our annual calendar. Oh, absolutely. I think this has to happen. Yep. So anyway, so yeah, so after we left the event, now mind you, we can see the event from our hotel room balcony, all right? Literally. There, the way this worked is our hotel, there was a street, a canal, a street, and then Diebel's, okay? So we had to walk, like, not far at all. Nick needed a Sherpa and an oxygen tank. Oh, dear God. Anyway. Nick? Nick needed? Jeff was fine. I yeah, fell down the stairs. No, but... we both were in <laughs> horrible shape. By the time going back, I mean, yeah, you fell down the stairs because your knee went out. And what was funny is we were joking about your knee going I out. I caught myself and on the wall. You falling down the stairs. And sure enough, with two steps left, what do I, I come down and around <laughs> and going down to the next flight? And I hear this stumble and this, Ugh, and all And he goes and hits the wall. And this <laughs> poor waitress behind him is like, Oh my God, are you all right? And he's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Now, and, in my defense, I was laughing my tail off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I amused myself falling down the stairs. Figure out that one. So something's well, not wired up right. But folks. then, you know, we had this walk back to the hotel. And, you know, that's when we met Churchill. It's 3 30. It's kind of heat of the day. And yeah, that's when we met Churchill. They uh, conveniently had a statue of Winston Churchill and his wife there. And we, uh, we went ahead and took the, the picture with We Churchill. climbed on Churchill like a jungle gym to get a you picture. You did. I just stepped around behind him. I sat in Churchill's lap. Because the way the Churchill statue was positioned, he was kind of l- sitting with his head kind of f- hung, like kind of hung forward. And so it was just a little too far for Jeff to reach around and do a um, selfie from behind, so we he had pretty much had. Did to you just talk about reaching around from behind on Churchill? That's <laughs> <laughs> not helping the crossdresser rumor at he all. He is still frowning even more now. Oh, he's gonna, yeah, no, this he's gonna, gonna come back thing. and kick our this ass. This isn't gonna be a thing. So, anyway, so we got the picture with Churchill across the street and proceeded to sit on the fountain feature in front of our hotel like hobos, like hobos for about 20 minutes because. The, Where were people watching? The entrance, yeah, that's what we'll go with. The entrance <laughs> of our hotel was around the back side of the building, and in order to get up there, you had to go up what was, I mean, it had to have just been Mount Everest. It, it seemed like the highest hill It was possible. maybe a 20-degree angle. At best. At best. But it just seemed so big. It was our Everest. To us, yeah. We were joking about whether or not maybe a shelter could loan us, say, uh, St. Bernard with the whiskey cask around its <laughs> neck for, like, just 20 minutes just to get us up the hill. Um, were we going to ride on it? I don't know. Was, what that, we was gonna, that your plan? Was going to pull us or something? I mean, I don't know. But anyway, we got around up to the top of the hill and got back in the hotel. And Jeff had this grand idea about trying to take a nap. And I, you know. I wanted a nap so bad. I 
I knew that if we took a nap, it was just not going to end well. So I was kind of sorting through the swag, seeing everything I got and whatnot, and we just kind of relaxed. We grabbed a couple of sticks, went out, sat in... Uh had a cigar out on the balcony again. Debated what to do about dinner, and that's how we ended up at what, uh, Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. I believe that was it, yes. Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. And I recommend the turkey. The, uh, the Uber ride out was interesting. Um, it was. We had a very non-social driver. Not used to that with Uber. No, um, non-social driver. Won't get into any details about the driver. Don't want to like speak ill of him or anything. But he was very non-social. Was not the, amused by us. Not amused in the by least. You by you because I picked up very early that this guy had no sense of humor at all. I, star- so, I started singing. Well, so okay. The deal is, folks. He's got the radio on when we get in the car, and you know sometimes Uber drivers have the radio on playing a little music. He had the radio on, like, pretty high. Like, like, it was loud. It was obvious he did not want to talk. No, he was not a chit-chatter. So what does Jeff decide? I'm going to talk. And he talked. And he talked. And sang. And he sang. And he said every stupid thing you could possibly think he would say. And The guy just kept turning every his time radio up. Jeff would say something really ignorant. The guy would turn the radio up just a little <laughs> bit more. Never acknowledged me talking to where at by all. the by the time we got to the restaurant, I was actually legitimately concerned because my right ear started bleeding, and um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just just pelted with not just music. He also had the audio instructions from his GPS coming through. So in the middle of a song, turn he left, turn left on blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept ignoring the turns. Yeah, that was the other thing. He kept ignoring <laughs> the instructions. And so we were going, essentially, the long tourist route around Kansas City. We were getting the scenic route. But the problem was, we were with the most unsocial guy. So it was just it was just awkward yes. all the way around. Just all the way around. And you know me. I love awkward. Jeff thrives on awkward. So, <laughs> so we got to the restaurant. And we pile out of the car. And it looked pretty dead. I won't lie. It looked it looked closed. The security guard. And no wait, wait, wait. Let's stop for a moment. Okay. So it looked closed. It looked closed. And I'm thinking, okay, it's one of these barbecue places where they make so much in the morning and they just sell and sell and sell until it's out and then once it's out, boom, they're closed. So we're hopping out and it's probably what would you say about 6:15ish, 6:30ish, give or take. I'm hopping out. And it I'm looked thinking, a little sketch around it. And I'm thinking, oh, God, you know what? This place is closed. I don't want this guy to leave if, like, we're Oh, he be- was not staying. No, he wasn't staying at all. So, he closed I mean, out the fair and basically told Nick we, to get the we hell were, out of the car. We were done. And so we get out, and I'm like, Jeff, can you check and see if it's closed? And so that's when the security guard flagged you. Told us, hey, locked up a half hour ago. Sorry, guys. And I was I, dejected. I, I mean, I just, realized he was joking. Nick... Almost curled into a ball in the parking lot. I was like, oh, man. And that's when Jeff started laughing, and that's when I realized that, no, I was just being The guy, The guy winked at me and waved us in. Pranked by two different people. (laughs) So we went inside, and there was one lady in front of us, and hopefully... You know, if she could have figured out how to order food... Yeah. We'd have gotten out of there a half hour earlier. About half an hour earlier because she had no clue what she was doing. Apparently the first time at a restaurant. She was was slow. She was very, very slow. She ordered uh, potato salad and then chastised them for giving her the small potato salad. She she didn't bother to tell them she wanted the large potato salad. She wanted the large potato salad. And so then we had to go through all that. It was a thing. It took forever. Then she went item by item on her receipt to check them off and make sure she got the 
while I mean literally thirty well, people lined up behind in us line, in line. And therein lies the point of the story. So we're in line behind her, and next thing I know, I turn around and the line is going out the door. Yep. I mean, we beat the rush by seconds. Yes, it was amazing how quickly that place filled up right behind us. And I've never been so happy that we got there. Because at first we walk in and we're thinking, oh, there's only like two or three tables in here. Is this place that good? No, that's where the locals eat and you know the food's good. Exactly. I recommend the turkey. And it was. It was very good. The pulled pork. Jeff didn't care much for the pulled pork because. My problem with the pulled pork. I'm a dry rub kind of guy when it comes to barbecuing. And I I grill a lot. And Nick knows this because he's been over, you know, to the house when I've grilled. And, you know, I have particular ways I like to do my food. Most of it is with a dry rub. And, you know, I like the meat juicy where you don't need sauce with it. And, you know, to each their own. But they pre-sauce the uh, pulled pork. <clears throat> not my thing. Yeah. So, But, but it I, wasn't bad. It's not my thing. I enjoyed it. So but the turkey. And the actually turkey the brisket. I, I know Nick wasn't as big good. on the brisket, but the brisket was really good as you well. You know, here, the brisket, okay, parts of the brisket were really good. Brisket, for me, it all comes down to the fat. If the fat just dissolves in your mouth and you don't even realize that it's there, then I feel as though that brisket's done perfectly. Yeah. If you have to chew the fat on the brisket, I don't think it was smoked long enough. Yeah. And it's not tender enough. And I had to chew that fat on that brisket a little bit. And that just to me, I, nothing turns me off of a piece of it meat. It didn't bother me, but, you know, it triggered Nick. Having to chew that. But everything so. triggers Nick. Well, not but, everything. But that turkey was good. And I'll tell you what looked that, good that we didn't order was the sausage. <sighs> that sausage looked good. Damn it. I know. I wanted that, too. Opportunity missed. Um, but the baked beans were some of the best baked beans I've ever had. And the french fries. They must have used the, like, kind of gold or yellow potato that has that Ooh. inherent sweetness to it. Yep. And they made the fries out of that because those fries were fried well. They had a great like sweetness kind of flavor to them and everything. It was fantastic. And then, believe it or not, probably one of the best parts of the meal, the bread. Oh, my God. So they what sold. What do we do with that loaf of bread? You took it. You have it somewhere. Ooh, you know what? It may still be in my backpack. I haven't unpacked. I was going to say, you have it somewhere. That bread was so worth they sold going it, there for. They sold it half loaf or loaf. And, and of we, course, the two fatties here bought a loaf. We bought a loaf because we didn't know how big it was, and it was actually very large. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when we first got it, it was just it just looked like basic white bread. And so I'm thinking, oh, God, we're paying three bucks or whatever for a loaf of just Wonder Bread. And it paid double. And that was the densest, most flavorful. Soft. Soft, yeah. basic white bread that I've had in forever. And... The only complaint that I had whatsoever is that they didn't have any butter. Yeah, bring your own butter. Yeah, bring your you own. you need butter with that bread. You, it, that bread as bread and butter would have, been would a meal. have just been amazing. Yep. And they did not have any butter available. And looked at me like I had two heads when I asked for it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I don't know. That was sad. Evidently. But I'm bringing a stick with me next time. It was amazing. So after that... We went back to the hotel and proceeded to fall in the deepest, darkest meat coma you can imagine. Truth. And that was pretty much Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday, we just kind of piled in the car and... I... Okay. So there was weather back in St. Louis. And Nick and I had talked about where we were going to stop along the way for lunch. We decided to go ahead and eat in KC before we left. Uh-oh. Now, this is the problem. This because... Is... I'm going to dog on a restaurant. Oh, I was wondering if he was going to get into this or not. I'm dogging on a restaurant here, folks. So I have never gone to P.F. Chang's. 
Now, and mind, we'll, we'll back up for two seconds. Okay. We were searching local restaurants, and I found a Brazilian steakhouse. Did we really Super want close. a four-hour drive after that? That's I the mean, problem. We had shoved tons and tons of um, oh, there, copious not, amounts, copious of meat. amounts of meat into our mouths already for this trip. Get in my so belly. What would it have mattered if we would have done a Brazilian steakhouse? But the, the drive home was bad enough yeah. without eating three pounds of meat a piece. So then we decided to call an audible and go to PF Chang's. I, Nick, which was right around the corner. Any chance Nick gets to have Mexican food, he's going to take it. Any chance I get to have Asian food, I'm going to take it. I won the coin toss, yeah, essentially. I, I acquiesced. I mean, you know. And I wish I hadn't. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to go to P.F. Chang's. There's some in St. Louis. I've seen them other places. I've always wanted to go. I've heard, you know, heard about them before. And I just didn't like it. I, I, I hate to admit that. It I hate was to say that. It was a $71 meal that... Should have been 35 at best. I would have been happier if we'd gone to Panda Express. Yeah. I got Kung Pao chicken. It was dry. It was not real flavorful. And I got... I, I, got, I didn't like it. I got sweet and sour chicken. And instead of them kind of drizzling a sweet and sour sauce over the chicken and the vegetables, it, felt, it seemed like they tossed it in like a sweet and sour glaze. They got it near the glaze. And so what happened was my the breading on that chicken was just soggy. And gross. And, you know, then the vegetables didn't have enough sweet and sour flavor to them yep. and didn't really even taste like they'd even hit much flame. Like they were, they were, I mean, my green pepper was fairly raw. Yeah. And it was just very disappointing. It was, yeah. It, so I do not recommend P.F. Chang's in Kansas City. Yeah, we were, we were disappointed with the P.F. Chang's in Kansas. I mean, our waiter admittedly was a nice guy. But it was all about the food. It the food was an utter and complete disappointment, yeah. and we left there very disappointed. But we had a fun ride home. We did because we stopped off at the fireworks superstore. I'm not going to say that I bought fireworks. No, we're not going to admit to any no. purchases whatsoever. No, no, I would never con you know drive contraband across the state line. No. So we're not no. going to admit to that. No, but it was a fun place to look around. It really was. Lots of things that go boom. Yes, and. Uh, the lady there, okay? I don't yeah. even remember what town were we in. Do you remember? No. It was just right outside of Kansas no, City. I would say, you see it from the highway. I mean, it's a nice-looking building, and it's Fireworks Superstore right off the and highway. And it is the Fireworks Superstore. So the lady was real it's nice. Really her husband was mall. from Southern Illinois. It's real, Yeah, Harrisburg. Yep. So we got to talk to her for yeah. a while. And she actually played us, you know, because I was asking, well, what does this do? What does this do? And instead of her just looking at me and going, hey, dumbass, it goes boom. Yeah. She actually had, had videos. They had videos for each one of the different types of fireworks they sell. And they had a big screen TV on the wall. And she could bring up the specific video so you could sh see what that firework looked like when it, when it goes off. It was really it neat. It was a really neat sales tactic. I haven't bought fireworks in probably 20 years. And you not that I bought any this I was time. Say, not that you bought any this time. But it was a fun stop. It was a fun stop. Then on the way further. Oh my God! Then on the way further. Stuckies. Stuckies. We went to Stuckies. We went to Stuckies. Now the thing is, folks, if you're familiar at all with Stuckies, I don't know if they're more available in other parts of the country. The South. But around here, they are slim to none. Yep. And the only one I'm aware of, the only one at all is located between St. Louis and Kansas City. It's in there next to, or in the same building as a Dairy Queen. In the middle of nowhere. Absolute middle of nowhere. There are literally two buildings off this exit. Next to an adult 
I was just Super about to say store, the yeah. second building was the Lion's Den Adult Superstore, so you could stop <laughs> off, get your porn and your dildos, and then pick up a pecan roll. Which uh, we at the we Stuckies. got the pecan roll. We did get the pecan roll. We <laughs> we avoided we the did avoid Lion's Den the dildos. So, um, you know, from there we're all, we're all stocked up here. Yeah. We're not going to admit to fireworks purchases, but we're going to adamantly deny any dildo purchases. Yeah, that we did not even go into that parking lot. So, so. from there, and and you know that required um, circling back. We actually passed the Stuckies. My fault. I was driving, and we had to circle back to it. Well, as as we're driving by it on the interstate, all I hear Nick do is scream Stuckies, and it was too late. So, so we, we had, had to, to go up to the next exit and we come had to back. Turn but around we, and but get back, and we did. We, we did. didn't care. We were going to Stuckey's. I wanted a pecan roll, and we bought lots of pecan rolls. <laughs> yeah, we bought well, you them and I out split one. And we did then on the I way bought home. Two, and then I think you bought. I bought one. an extra one for here as well. Yeah, for home. Yep. So, so they were out of the small ones. We bought a medium one to split in the car, and then got two larges. But then or three the, larges. The to rest bring home. of the the rest of the mediums were really kind of hard. And so we found the, the lady was nice enough to open up a fresh box of the large ones. So we have some very large pecan rolls. Fatty McFatty's loaded oh, up. Oh, yeah. We loaded up. And not just pecan rolls, various other. Road it's the only place you get a Stucky's pecan roll road. anywhere close. Oh, yeah. Road snacks. Yep. We had other road snacks. and Corn made nuts. Our, made that, our way that back. Apparently, they don't salt anymore. You know, there were no salt I on tasted that. them. There, there, was was, n- there was salt. It was just not Next to none. heavily salted. And I guess Jeff was looking for just a, a sodium, counter to the sweet. A sodium bomb. Yes. And let me tell you, well, and those pecan rolls are just stupid sweet. So that doesn't surprise me that. But anyway, so. But we made it home. We made it home. And um, we tried recording on the way home, as we said earlier. Didn't work. We had every intention of recording this as soon as we got home. And we were just both exhausted. Just wiped out. I mean, just wiped. It took everything I had to get myself home after dropping him off and get in the house and change clothes and greet my family. And, and then I passed Crash. out. Crash. So, so are here you, we are. Uh, are you done with your cigar? I am done with my cigar. The La Carim is uh, still going here. I'm down to the nub. Great cigar through and through. It, it is. I, I mean, really I creamy. I enjoyed it. I mean. It, like you said, it's got those hints of chocolate. I can't say I can't say enough good stuff about this. And again, that's one of the things I like about us doing this podcast is I'm smoking cigars that I normally wouldn't pick up. I get into my ruts. This isn't a cigar that I would have even tried because of the dark wrapper. It's great. Yeah. So, so shout out to Dave there. I was a big shout out to Dave Payne for the recommendation. Awesome. And again, I can't say enough about Kurt at uh, Diebold's. Folks, if you're in Kansas City, you got to go see this cigar store. And again, lots of other stuff for guys. The shaving equipment, socks, clothes. He's got ties. Um, a really nice pipe selection, which we didn't talk about at all. Um, so if you're a pipe smoker, you'll love this place. But the humidor. The humidor is worth going to Kansas City just to see this humidor. It really is. It, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous humidor, and it's a gorgeous place. And I'm really, annual. really happy that Google directed me to it. Because I'll be honest, the only reason we even went is because I just Googled cigar festivals. And this one came up. And I think we chose wisely for our first my festival. geographic region. So I figured we'd go ahead and try it out. And it was it was great. Yeah, it, I, I can't say enough good stuff. Nothing, nothing but glowing reviews for uh, D-Bolts. Great store. So for the next episode, folks, we're back to our regular uh, 
regular schedule, and we're going to go ahead and announce our cigar that we're going to smoke next next it's episode. It's one of the cigars we got one in our VIP pack. We got in our VIP pack. It is the Psycho Seven Nicaragua. Uh, I believe we got the robusto size. So I know we had at least one commenter on our Instagram say that they were interested in hearing our thoughts about the Psycho Seven Nicaragua. So. You don't have to wait very long. You requested it. We'll do it. So we're gonna we're gonna. We are that. nothing if not here for you. We are here for you. You uh, you request it. You're gonna get it. So next episode is the Psycho Seven Nicaragua Robusto. Well, Nick, this has been a valiant effort. I mean, it's been something. <laughs> we, again, this, folks, this has been a thing. I, I would have much rather recorded this when we were fresh coming home. It didn't work. But regardless. I, I cannot say in hindsight enough good about the Kansas City Cigar Festival and uh, Kurt at D-Bolt. Just They did an incredible job with this, and kudos to them. Exactly. Well, Jeff, it's been fun. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn Nick, and he's Jeff. Gator. Or Gator. And you know that? You know one thing we didn't say? What's that? We got recognized at this festival. Oh, you're right. We did. You're right. People, we did. We uh, had somebody come up to us and say, are you Nick and Gator? And I shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. But no, it's true. We did have one person know who we were. There were other people that came up and knew us, but one person specifically heard us talking to people and walked up and asked if we were Nick and Gator. And so that was that was humbling. The cigar pulpit is reaching far and wide, my friend. It was humbling. I'll say that much. It, you were humbled. I was beaming. I'm like, oh my god, they recognized. Us. Well, no, I mean, I was happy, but I was, just, I was very humbled. Oh, that's sweet. Know? So, because I'm like, are you crying? No, Nick. Oh, I'm good. Oh, Nick, I'm, I'm good. So, I stepped on his clothes, but that needed to be said. I know it did. So, folks, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell your friends about it. Leave a review. We love, we love the reviews, and they keep coming. So. You know, we'll do a mailbag in the next episode to get some of those in. And just keep those coming. So once again, I'm Nick. Gator. That's Gator. Stay smoky, everybody. Peace.